Good afternoon. Um, we are doing our first in a series called Exploring the Land. And this is going to be an overview and it's a live, um, a beta version. And during the morning manna series uh, this morning, Lord gave us a lot of revelation and we want to uh, try to capture it and, uh, and to keep it, uh, explore it a bit and find out what God has for us in this. You know, sometimes when the light comes on and you see something, you just get a glimpse of the room. And if you go out of the room, the, um, the impression, the picture, the revelation kind of fades a little bit. So we're going to explore this uh, because there was a lot, a pretty big download occurred. And the topic today is um, concerns the two trees, the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. And I've, I've really spent a lot of time thinking about that through my Christian life. And the Lord just keeps deepening my understanding of it. And I always thought that the one tree, the tree of knowledge and good and evil, had some good stuff in it. And then it had some bad stuff. It was good and there was evil. And I really didn't understand the tree of life at all. And gradually I began, I began to understand that, and it took a long time really, to come to the place of understanding that it's not about understanding at first, it's about receiving, it's about believing and our, our belief is not based on understanding our belief is based on something the Holy Spirit imparts to us the grace that's revealed in Jesus Christ and when we see that when his, like John wrote he says we beheld his glory as John the Baptist said, the only begotten Son of God, the Lamb of God. And we behold, we see. We don't understand. We just see and we believe. And we're changed. And then we can begin to understand. The disciples really didn't understand. All the way through, they didn't understand. And Jesus said, well, it's better for you that I go away. And if I go away... I'm going to send a paraclete. I'm going to send someone to be with you who will reveal to you everything that I've given to you. And then you'll understand. And then he will make a place for you and a place for the Father and I to come and dwell with you. 
So where is this place of dwelling? It's within our hearts. The land of promise is in our hearts. And we've come to the border and we're looking in. We're the children of promise. And we're going to go in and spy out the land. We're going to search it out. And we're going to come back and give a report. Twelve spies went in and searched it out. And ten brought back an evil report because all they saw were the difficulties. They saw the walled cities. They saw the giants. And then they looked at themselves. And they said, well, we're not able. We're not able to overcome. We would have been better off back in Egypt. At least we were taken care of there. We were slaves, but there weren't any giants there. No walled cities. And two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, they said, we are more than able. They are meat for us. Greater is he who is with us, and we say in us, than he is in the world. So the land of our hearts is where God is building a place for himself to dwell. But yet the land was formerly the kingdom of darkness before we were slaves to sin. A lot of our knowledge came from, if not all of our knowledge, it seems like, came from eating of the other tree, the knowledge of good and evil. But then when we come to the end of it, because it just brings death, it brings slavery, it brings pride, self-righteousness, conflict, confusion, we become enslaved because the light that we have is darkness. And if the light that's in you is darkness, Jesus said, how great is that darkness? So now we have our torch. We have the Holy Spirit. And he's going to lead us. into our inheritance. The one promised to Abraham who sought a city that had foundations. He didn't receive. He didn't see the fullness. He didn't get a foot in the ground there had to buy it, bury his wife. Jacob's buried there, Becca. Because they were looking for a city that had foundations, wanderers, pilgrims. Their history was in Ur of the Chaldees, came out of Babylon. They came out of the world, 
called out, separated. Leave your father's house, leave your gods, leave your city, leave where you're born. Come and I'll show you the land I'm going to give your seed. And I will make your seed like the stars of the heavens. Kings will come from you. Come and I'll meet with you there. And you'll wander up and down. We'll wander together searching out the land. So Abraham did. And he came to year 99 and he still didn't have a seed. Sarah was 90. God, how could you bless me? Seeing as I have no seed, I have no child. I just have my servants here. What can you do for me? Something miraculous happens. God says this time, next year, you'll have a son. Sarah falls down laughing in, in the tent. She looks at herself and says, look at me. Just like the spies, they're just looking at themselves. Look at me. I'm old. Can I now still find pleasure? And my husband, he's old. In the book of Revelation, 144,000 virgins, they follow the Lamb wherever He goes. They love not their lives even unto the death. Who are these 144,000? Who are these children of Israel coming out of the wilderness? Who is this coming out of the wilderness? Their faces like the sun. The Ark of the Covenant in the midst. Miracle happens. Sarah becomes a beautiful woman. So beautiful that Pharaoh took her into his harem. How beautiful. 90 years old. Abraham was afraid for his life. She was so beautiful. That's the way the bride of Christ is. The enemy would like to come and take her. And God watched over Abraham and watched over Sarah. Pharaoh was in danger of losing his life. Touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. He came out of there loaded with treasure 
treasures of darkness. God has hid himself in thick darkness. How do we find him? Unless he reveal himself. Who does he reveal himself? To, but his children. It pleases him to hide these things from the wise, and the learned, the mighty, the rich. And to reveal it to the children, babes, out of their mouth. He hath perfected praise, perfect praise. So we're going to be doing some searching like Abraham did, going from Bethel to Hebron, going up and down the land. Land of our inheritance. We're going to spy it out. They came to the border and they picked 12, the heads of the families of each tribe. Joshua and Caleb brought back a good report. They brought back a cluster of grapes from Eshkol. That was so heavy, they had to take their staff and hang the cluster from it and carry it on the shoulders of two men. That's what this land is like, this land of promise. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus is ours. We're going to spy it out. And we're going to take the cities, take the land. We know the devices of the enemy. We know his wickedness, his deceit, his guile. To try to steal the bread from the children, God's children. To deceive them. To make them think that the giants are too big. The walled cities are too high. Those who eat at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's all they see. Paul said, I see a law within my members warring against what I want to do. The good that I would do, I don't do. And the evil I don't want to do, that I do. Who can deliver me from this body of death? This sin that seems to reside in my body. 
I thank God. For in Christ Jesus, he hath defeated the law of sin and death. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus has freed me from the law of sin and death. What does that tree look like? That tree is a cross. And at the cross, the enemy was defeated. And out of the grave we came. Out of the grave we came. A tree of life. Bearing fruit. And the leaves are for the healing of the nations. And the fruit, that's for him. All the glory is his. And we are his possession. We are his inheritance. And he is our inheritance. He's put himself within us. We died. And the life we now live, we live unto God. It's not our life anymore. We surrendered it. He surrendered his so that he could raise us with him. And now the land, the kingdom, the land of the spirit is in our hearts. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Let's explore it. Let's spy out because the spies are prophets. Ten spies became false prophets. They didn't enter the land. They spied it out. All they saw were the giants. All they saw were the works of the enemy. They said, yeah, those are nice grapes. Yeah, the land flows with milk and honey, but, but there's an enemy in the land. When we first realized that there's an enemy in the land, we were saved, we thought it was all over, and all of a sudden we realized we're still fighting. We're fighting, and we don't know how to fight yet. Who is this coming out of the wilderness, these children of Israel? These people of God, wandering with him for 40 years, who is this coming out of the wilderness? With pillars of smoke. Ah, it's a wedding chariot. Solomon's wedding chariot. Surrounded by the noblest of Israel, the mighty men, their weapons at their side, their swords trained in the art of war. Against what? Against the forces of darkness, against the kingdom of darkness, 
trained in the wilderness. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We don't live by bread. We live by this tree of life. We don't live by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It only brings self-righteousness. It only brings pride and in the end, captivity and death. Tastes good. Looks good. Sounds good. The Pharisees ate of it. Jesus said, well, you study the scriptures. You think that in them you have life. But the life is in me, and the scriptures speak of me, and yet you won't come to me and find life. We don't find life in the scripture. We find self-righteousness unless we find it in him. Because he is the word. And the word of God, the written word, points to him shows him, reveals him. If we're not coming to Christ, if we're not seeing him, if we don't see Jesus in the scriptures, we come away with something else. So he sent the Holy Spirit to show us, to reveal to us, to make us all into prophets that can see and that can understand, that can look upon this Jesus who comes out of Nazareth. Can anything come good out of Nazareth? Can any good come out of Nazareth? Any good thing come out of Nazareth? Nathaniel asks. And just a few minutes later, he's saying, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Why? Because he knew what was in his heart before he ever met him. He's written your name in his heart, in his, in the palms of his hand, the ones that were crucified, the one pierced, knew you before you were ever born. He gave his life for you, for me. This Lamb of God, the son of Abraham, son of David, son of Isaac, Jacob, the one that we were all looking for forever. The one who came to fix the wrong that couldn't be fixed. He did something better. He's the last Adam. No more. How about a new creation? Let's go explore this new creation. Let's go look into the land of the new creation. The only thing that's going to remain when it's all over, the new creation, and it's in you. We are a new creation if we are in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, I make all things new. Look at the grapes. Bring it back. Take a bite. New wine from these grapes. Needs a new wineskin. Can't go back to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Can't keep coming back there and eating that fruit. No, we have one with us, the Holy Spirit, who reveals to us the tree of life. Reveals to us that Jesus within us, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Free from condemnation, free from guilt, free from the law of sin and death, we are forgiven. 
permanently, completely, every sin in the past, everything that comes from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is done away with. The good is the enemy of the best. The good, everything that we think that we knew before, everything that we thought about Jesus before, everything that we thought about ourselves before, now is being transformed and changed. He's renewing our mind. We're spying out the land. We're spying out our inheritance, sent as spies. Because why? Because it's concealed, it's hidden. We're exploring in the darkness with the light that is the lamp of our heart. We're guided in the night. The kingdom of darkness is out there and the kingdom of light is within us. Spies sent. Forerunners, they became Joshua and Caleb. The only two that went in of all that generation the only two, the two spies who brought back a good report. Yeah, there's walled cities, there's cities of condemnation, there's cities of guilt, there's cities of sorcery and witchcraft, there's cities of wickedness, there's giants. But greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. The last city taken is Jebus. When, when David was anointed king over all Israel, they took Jebus. And Jebus said, you shall not come up here. And David took it. The last city taken is where God is going to plant his temple. It's where he's going to dwell. We're not, one of us is going to go in and take all the land. No, we're all going together. We're all going to go together. And when the full statured Christ is revealed to the world, we're taking the city. Zion. Going through the wilderness on a holy road, following the pillar of fire by night, revelation in the night. What are these forces that are arrayed against me? These spiritual forces, these spiritual wickedness in high places, imaginations, strongholds arrayed against me. I can't see them. Father, reveal yourself to us. Reveal our inheritance. Show us in the face of Jesus who loved us from before the foundation of the world and gave himself for us. That we might be co-heirs. That we might come into our inheritance. That we have this upward calling in Christ Jesus that we finally know who we are. We thought we were one thing. We were lost, slaves of sin, and now we are children of light, overcoming the kingdom of this world, separating ourselves unto you 
who purchased us for your own possession. We are your inheritance and you are our inheritance. So we prepare ourselves. The army of the living God coming out of the wilderness, the bride of Christ coming out of the wilderness, transformed, changed. We're not what we were. We were called, we were chosen, but now we're being transformed to take the land, spy it out and take it, cross over. Amen. We'll go into depth with uh, our understanding of self-righteousness. See the difference between the Pharisees who knew the word and yet they wouldn't come to Jesus. They didn't understand anything that they read because everything points to him. And there he was standing in their midst. They had strongholds of self-righteousness and pride that made them a habitation, not for God, but of Satan. Jesus said, you're the children of Satan. You think you're the children of Abraham? No. You're the children of your father, who's a liar. You've eaten of the wrong tree. You can come and eat of me. If you eat of me, you'll have life everlasting. I have some bread that satisfies. I have some water I'm pouring out. If you drink of this water, you'll never thirst again. If you eat of me, you will never hunger again. I've got the only bread. I've got the only fruit. I've got the only water that satisfies. But you won't come unto me. No, instead, you're going to kill me. You're plotting because you can't stand the truth. The knowledge of good and evil even the knowledge of good, unless the Holy Spirit has given it to you, unless Jesus has given it to you, it's only the appearance of good. It leads to pride, self-righteousness, and the hatred of the good, the real good, the best, the excellent, that which is above. The heavenly food, that manna that came down from heaven, not Moses' manna, no, the manna from above. The manna, the hidden manna. Where is it hidden? In the Ark of the Covenant. Where is it hidden? Under the mercy seat. Where is it hidden? It's hidden in our hearts. Let's search it out. Let's follow this Jesus, the captain of the Lord of hosts. Let's be Joshua. Let's be Caleb. Let's give a good report. Our God, our God is greater than the God of this world. The God of this world is merely a tool. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. This is our heritage. 
all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. There's some conditions there. What's our purpose? To overcome. To take the land. To surrender ourselves to God. Stand against the enemy and proclaim the gospel. The good news that the warfare is finished. The enemy has been defeated. There's just some walled castles there. There's some dwellers in the land that don't belong here. The enemy doesn't belong here anymore. It's not his place. It's our place. That's the gospel. Good news. The kingdom of God is at hand. And the kingdom of God is within us. Amen. Thank you for coming along. We're going to do this again. And we're going to take it apart a bit by bit. See how it all fits together. We're going to explore the land of our inheritance. Amen. God bless you. Keep you. Let his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Amen. <laughs>